Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. By now, you've likely heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all of these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape. And it's all ad-free. From beloved classics like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame to critically acclaimed documentaries like National Geographic's Free Solo, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. Disney Plus also offers some of the most beloved TV shows of all time, including 30 seasons of the Emmy Award-winning animated series The Simpsons. And if that weren't enough, Disney Plus has also rolled out a host of originals like The Mandalorian, the first-ever Star Wars live action series and high school musical the musical the series a very meta take on the beloved film franchise it's no wonder disney plus has become one of the most talked about streaming services of 2019 so don't miss out sign up for disney plus now and start streaming all this great content today in an era of online retail where everything is just a few clicks away buying a car should be no different that's why at carvana you can buy a car 100 online we made it easy to browse view and buy from over 10,000 cars you can even trade in your old car all while binge watching your favorite tv show afterwards we'll deliver your car to you or you can pick it up from one of our car vending machines either way your car comes with a seven-day return policy so grab a seat relax in your comfy pants and enjoy the new way to buy a car at carvana I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey there, movie fans. Welcome to Collider Videos for your consideration, our weekly 
our weekly series tracking the ups and downs of awards season leading up to the Academy Awards on February 9th, 2020, which, you know, time goes very fast and it's right around the corner. This year, season two of Collider FYC is sponsored by our friends at Arc Light Cinemas. Collider has already, already had a long-time partnership with Arc Light for a screening series, so now we are bringing FYC to the mix, screening awards contenders and having conversations with the filmmakers afterwards. So we're very, very excited about that. But this week, we are back with our third episode of Collider FYC. And this weekend, this week, we are, we are going to do a category that I'm very, very excited about. It's going to be very, very heated, I'm sure. And this is going to be a very special episode of Collider FYC because <laughs> joining us, joining us because the, the amazing Perry Nemiroff is on assignment. Yeah. Where is Perry? She's in Cabo. She's in Cabo. She's oh, having she's a good she's time. She's hanging out with the Rock, yes, I think. Jumanji. Oh, okay. the Jumanji. Thanks but meanwhile, sitting in, filling in for the amazing Perry Nemiroff <laughs> this week is the invincible <laughs> Johnny Roca. you got to have an adjective before <laughs> the name. It's like a Marvel superhero, the invincible Johnny Roca. Are we good with that? I like it. I like invincible Johnny Roca. I like the incredible Johnny Roca. Okay. I, love, the invincible, I love the Hulk as well, but I like invincible. Okay, good. invincible. The invincible yeah. Johnny Roca, and always joining us, of course, is the mighty Jeff Snyder. <laughs> okay, guys, what are we talking about this week? Best supporting actor. Okay, best supporting actor Which is the category. Which camera are looking at? Okay, and you, all, you all know you. the drill, so let's get right to it. Jeff, what is, uh, what's on your list? All right, uh, number one. Wait, where, are we going one to five or five to one this week? What do we want uh, to do? Let's go, let's one, go one, to one to five. Let's yeah. go one to five okay. with our lock, and then we'll go from I there. think my lock has to be Brad Pitt this mm. year. Brad yep. Pitt is, was just fantastic in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think he's a really underrated actor. He's been, at, he's been nominated, what, twice before? He's been nominated. Okay, this is interesting. This is what's interesting monkeys? about mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, and I'm glad that you brought it up. As an actor, he's been nominated three times for 12 Monkeys, Benjamin Button, Curious yeah. Case of Benjamin Button, and Moneyball. Yeah. Moneyball. Okay, but he is an Oscar-winning producer, producer yeah. because he produced 12 Years a Slave, mm-hmm. and he also has two prior, not two other nominations as a producer for Moneyball and The Big Short. I mean, Brad Pitt as an actor, the acting part always uh, sort of overshadows his work as a producer, and he's been producing great movies. Right, but this, this Academy respects him, and, and he has never won before, mm-hmm. and so I, as an actor... So I think it's possible this year. All right, John. I think it's a fascinating thing. I'm good. My one, but I'll comment on this real quick. I think it's fascinating because it's they seem like co-leads. So maybe they're moving Brad into this category to make it more possible for him to finally achieve that Oscar. So I think it's a smart choice because to me, he's the one that stands out from the movie, in my opinion. Is he on your list? Yes, he is, is he, definitely on my list. Is he number one? He was number one, but I can wait. Wait, come don't tell me you're number one. Okay, yet. okay, okay, okay. But like, any other, any more thoughts on, on Brad? What number was he on your list? He was wait, number, wait, he was on the list. He was yeah, on my right, list. But I want to hear what number, number three on my list. He was okay. number three right, on your right. list. Okay, interesting. My, he was my number one as well. Okay. okay. Okay, he was my number one as well. I agree he's, even though he has been nominated three other times as an actor, you know, there's something about his character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It just plays to his strengths. Yes. Yeah. He, he is so great in the scene where he goes to the ranch. Mm-hmm. You know, when he went to the ranch in this movie, I thought he was a goner. Mm-hmm. But he was in control of everything that was going on, even when it looked ominous, even it looked like when he was going to meet his maker at the hands of the Manson mm. Fowers, he still 
he still had the He's upper just hand. Effortlessly cool, and there was there's real heart to his performance as well. I think. Yeah, but yeah, there's also mystery to his performance because yes. he yes. may or may not have killed his wife. Yes, you know the movie alludes to. But you that like him bit. anyways. You like him anyways. Right. That scene. <laughs> that, that's the thing. That's, that scene uh, near near the end of the movie where they're having the conversation about him having to let him go. Mm-hmm. It's such a heartfelt, emotional scene. Mm-hmm. But you contrast that with his more uh, badass scenes where he's more violent or when he fights, you, and then. He isn't. He, look, this. I know a lot of people look past this, but it is not easy to play altered when you're altered by a drug or altered by alcohol on screen oh, to make it altered, believable. Yeah, when he takes that pill and he becomes altered, it is so believable that you roll along with what's happening and the altered nature of it so well because he plays it so well. And the the other thing is, I think generally, once upon a time in Hollywood, surprised mm. me because you know it wasn't like a mob movie. It wasn't like a, someone was out to get someone else and kill someone else. There was a lot of heart in the characters played by Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. and they really had each other's backs. The vulnerability of, of Leo's character, you know, Leo, I felt like was the heart of the movie, but Brad Pitt is the soul mm. of once upon a time in Hollywood. He's number one on my list, and and I think that he's a lock, obviously for a nomination. And I think that he could and should win. So, who was your number one, Johnny? Al Pacino, Al Pacino. and Kill the Irishman. Okay. I, I, I think there's no. Uh, oh, sorry, the Irishman. I killed the Irishman. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, kill him softly in my head with Brad Pitt. But no, the Irishman. I, I think Pacino is absolutely incredible in this film. And yes, he does some of the later stages of Pacino acting with the more brusque or the yelling or this kind of thing. But you cannot deny the magnetic nature of Pacino and playing someone like Jimmy Hoffa, who I've seen many people play aside from Jack Nicholson. I remember, I think it's Robert Blake who played him in the old Blood Feud TV series oh, that they did. That's a way back thing. So knowing Jimmy Hoffa as a historical character i've always been an interesting interested to see actors play him. and i think pacino does a fantastic job i also think the movie gives him a lot of um uh, times to highlight not just his power but his insecurity his fear his paranoia and the back and forth scenes he has with both with de niro are tender and soft and they so contradict what you remember from heat so it's great to see all of that come into his character where's, uh, where's pacino on your list there i had him at number three okay i think he's really good in this movie um, but I like when he's a little bit softer, mm-hmm. like when I he's in his like pajamas, mm-hmm. like going to bed with the Nero. Oh, it's so good! Um, yeah. Going to bed, you know, with rather than when he's kind of like, <laughs> loud, okay. right? spoiler alert. Rather than when he's like super loud and everything. Um, but to to tie it into where I, uh, you know, who I had at number two. Oh wait, wait. okay, hang on. I just want to say oh, Al Pacino okay. was my number two on my list. Okay. Okay. And I, and I felt like The Irishman, which is a very long film. I don't mind that it was three and a half hours long. I don't care. Get over it. I was, I was all for it. Yeah. In my opinion, the movie wasn't long enough. <laughs> I, I loved it that much. But I feel like it did come to life when, you know, an hour into the film when Jimmy Hoffa, Al Pacino came on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pacino, obviously an Oscar winner for 1992's Scent of a Woman. That's a lead actor. He's been nominated Seven other times, mm. including Godfather's One and Two, Serpico, Dog Day Afternoon, and he was nominated for supporting actor for Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, the same year that he won the Ooh. Oscar for Scent of a Woman, which yeah. I think is interesting. This movie really does play to his strengths when he's uh, he's on as Hoffa. You know, mm-hmm. he's uh, screaming now. Like we, we we love, but but there is also a, a, a I would say. A, a vulnerability to him and uh this the movie certainly goes in places i didn't expect it to go mm-hmm. in terms of like what happened to jimmy hoffa but another thing you got to remember is 
this is the first time we are seeing Al Pacino work with the great Martin Scorsese. Yeah. And like after all these years, really, they'd never worked together. People are like, how could they never work together? Mm-hmm. But it works. Uh, Scorsese brought out the best in Pacino. Go. My number two is Joe Pesci. For the oh, wow, okay. And right. I, re- I love that choice. And I know that almost everyone is saying that mm-hmm. Al Pacino has a much better chance at a nomination than mm-hmm. Joe Pesci. But there's something magical about watching Joe Pesci in this movie. I could not take my eyes off of him. To me, he was the guy who I was talking about when I left the theater. Um, and I don't know. I, I think that because we may not, we may not even see him again in another movie. I think that Joe Pesci is also going to crack this field and may get a little bit more love than Pacino. I know Pacino has a lot bigger role, but I disagree. I mean, I think that he, he's actually Joe Pesci's on my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I think it's great to see him in his first movie in nine years, and he is obviously playing a polar opposite to the characters that he played in in Casino and mm-hmm. Goodfellas, and even in uh, in Raging Bull. Right, but it's great to see him. And and he's so so understated in the role, but I don't think that gets him a nomination. Oh wow! My my belief with Pesci is that he is in these collaborations. He is always the best part of these collaborations. Is he on your list? He is on my honorable mentions. Honorable list. mentions oh, because wow. for the same thing, for the same reasons, I don't because I looked at it as what is the Academy going to nominate, and I feel mm-hmm. like Pacino is who they're going to nominate. Agreed. Even though I That's love show is. Pesci because Pesci is so good in this role, and again, I think he's the best part of Goodfellas. I think he's the best part of Raging Bull. I think he's the best part of Irishman. Uh, every time he shows up on screen in these kinds of movies, he subtly steals every scene. He He's in, and when you hear the stories that both De Niro and Scorsese have to constantly talk him back to come back on screen to be these movies, yeah. it lets you know the kind of talent that they revere in. I, you know what? I, I just gotta say, I don't think. I, I listen. I love so many things about Irishman, but the thing I love the most about Irishman is Robert De Niro's performance. Mm. I mean, it's it's his movie. He produced the film, mm. and I just felt that the last hour of that movie. De Niro's acting was as good as he has ever been, and he has not won an Academy Award since Raging Bull, which came out in 1980. I think this is a reminder of just how great De Niro is, Mm -hmm. and it it harkens back to his powerhouse performances of the 70s and the early 80s. Mm. Okay, so so Joe Pesci's on your list. Mm -hmm. Honorable mention, honorable mention. Okay, who's your number three? Oh, no, your number three was uh, was Brad Pitt. Was Brad Pitt, yeah. Okay, so who's next on your list? Taika Waititi. Taika uh, Waititi, For Jojo yeah, Rabbit. Right. That's my okay. number two. Okay. That's my number two. Interesting. I, I Wait, think... he's your number two? He's my number two. He's your number two? Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm telling you, because Why? the high wire act of playing Hitler for humor in this constructed film that he directed and I think he wrote to see the way he plays the transition of Hitler from being this kind of playful friend to then being angry and being this kind of thing and I get some people have been upset about that so that may work against him but I think people have to respect the the overall uh, um, effect of the film that people have walking out of it and the achievement to make it work and to me not feel offensive after the first because the first 10 minutes were a little like shaky for me and then he really hits his groove and it's because of what he does throughout the film. Yes, the other actors are great, but I think he is the reason to enjoy I, it. I, I love Taika Waititi as Hitler in this movie. Mm. I, he's on my honorable mentions. And I think that he's one of those uh, It's one of those performances that I, I don't think he'll get nominated, but I think he actually should because it is a high-wire act of being able – the, the brilliance of Taika Waititi's performance as Hitler is that he's funny yeah. and he's like there's a heart to the guy, but in that one scene – 
when he's talking to the kid and yeah. he, he becomes Hitler and he's doing the thing with his finger and he's talking like Hitler during the rallies and during the speeches, he becomes very scary. Yes. So there is a lot more to Taika Waititi's performance as Hitler in Jojo Rabbit that meets the eye. But I think the movie's going to get nominations for screenplay, mm. directing, best picture, and uh, maybe maybe even the kid. Who knows? Can I, ever, can I say one last thing before we go to Jeff sure. about this? Sure, say one last thing. <laughs> about this. With, when you talk about what he's able to do here with Hitler, it is playing the levels within the character. As you said, not just the, the angry, and the, but also the insecurity that would follow someone to become someone like Hitler. He is pl- making a commentary on people who act this way, on people who are built to become these dictators, what is really underneath them, which is this need to be loved, this need to be uh, seen as and respected and whatever. And for him to play it with his naked insecurity at mo- in certain moments, I think is brilliant. Well, I, I agree. And having said all that, he's still only on my honorable mentions <laughs> That's list. Fair. Where, is, t- is he on your list at all, No, Jeff? no, he no. wasn't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think it's a brilliant performance, and I think that the movie could very well win Best Picture, but people look at him... Oh, well, well, back up. You think the movie could win Best Picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like a percentage. I want to know, like, like, you know, all the conversations we've had... I can't give you a percentage yet. Yeah, but Jeff, you know, all the conversations we've had, I've never heard you, like, really... Get behind Jojo Rabbit where you're saying I don't know what you're talking about. Literally, I saw Jojo Rabbit and I got out of it and I said, this has the stuff of a best picture. Okay, but but how do you think it compares? I I know we're talking supporting actor, but this is is what the show is all about. Why Jojo Rabbit over Once Upon a Time or Irishman? Because... (laughs) <laughs> because uh, for for a lot of reasons, I mean, once upon a time in Hollywood, the, the third act is kind of goes off the rails for me. Okay, and Tarant like that's like fifth, Tarantino's fifth or sixth best movie. Like he's not winning best picture for that movie. Like, well, why not? The, the Scorsese won for Departed. That was not his best movie. Or Pacino for Scent of a Woman. That okay. is best performance. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Whoa, you are going down, Mr. <laughs> Snyder. These guys are like living in the past. They like point to <laughs> like this is Scott Mans' mo on this show. He just points to something that happened like 30 years ago and he's like well that, look at that <laughs> what are you talking well, about I, I, that's what the dream book is a film that would have been best speaking, picture 30 years ago I'm so, speaking past is present one last year like I said it would you did alright uh, get back to supporting <laughs> actor what's next on your list there Jeff <laughs> what were we talking about we t- <laughs> you're number three I think Taika Waititi Taika Waititi yeah. and I okay. said who's he's, next on your he, list people are looking at him as the director of that movie not right. as the, like the guy right. who plays Hitler in it uh, it just never it's a great performance never once crossed my mind as an Oscar nominated performance okay well then who's next on your list i haven't seen the movie uh tom hanks uh for mr rogers a beautiful day in the neighborhood mm-hmm. what what can i say i haven't seen the film but i ha- i feel like hanks has not been nominated in ages he seems tailor-made for this role i mean they, they did ignore the documentary last year inexplicably yeah. but that's like uh, that the documentary a- branch it's not, yeah, it's not like the Academy at large, so I don't well, know. Well, I'm glad you brought up Tom Hanks because he's actually number three on my list. Okay. Uh, this would be, if he gets nominated, it would be his first nomination since Castaway, Cast yeah. which came out in 2000. Uh, and, of course, everybody knows he, he's uh, one of four actors, I think, in Academy Awards history to win two back-to-back Oscars mm-hmm. uh, for his lead roles in Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. I and, mean, you know, what I uh, – A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood – it's not the movie version of Won't You Be My Neighbor. Right. I think a lot of people expected it to be that, and that's not what this is. Fred Rogers is a supporting character in this movie. Right. Uh, the movie is more about the uh, sort of uh, uh, unraveling of Matthew Reese's character mm-hmm. and how Mr. Rogers gets him sort of back on track. This movie is a real sweet movie. It is not for the cynical. It's a little, you know, melodramatic and, you know, sort of uh, – uh, uh, 
not very challenging, I would say. But it did get to me. It is very emotional. You cannot get a better Fred Rogers than Tom Hanks. Mm. And uh, uh, if plays him just right, the thing about, and you'll, you'll notice when you see the movie, at least I, I hope you notice this, is the way Tom Hanks plays Fred Rogers. You don't like walk out of this movie knowing everything about Fred Rogers, knowing why he is so nice, and, and you know, seeing what he's like when he's off camera. Throughout the course of this film, Tom Hanks plays Fred Rogers as mysterious, guarded. He sort of takes you in, but mm-hmm. he still has you at like uh, arm's length. And the movie just sort of has uh, the, the, the last thing that you see with Tom Hanks as Fred Rogers in this movie sort of ends it on a sort of a, a, a melancholy, bittersweet note. Hmm. Where is Tom Hanks on your list? Uh, Tom John? Hanks is number, I think, number four on my list, okay. uh, if I'm looking at it correctly. Right, because I, ha- I have Pacino 1. Uh, uh, Taika Waititi 2, Brad Pitt 3, Tom Hanks 4. Okay, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, for all the reasons that you said, he is tailor-made to be nominated for a role like this. And I was just looking as you were talking through his IMDb. It's really incredible how he hasn't come close in these other films that he's done for the like last Captain 18 Phillips. years. Captain Phillips so, yeah, should Captain have been Phillips nominated. Captain should have been nominated. It's probably nominated. the closest he's come in yeah. 18 years. So one film out of 18 years that he could have come close to being nominated for is pretty shocking. So, And the Academy loves him and the public loves him. And it's been such a long time so why wouldn't he and him doing fred rogers and the way he plays fred rogers i mean the moments between him and matthew reese when matthew reese is breaking down in front of him and the way he speaks to him i'm gonna get emotional talking about it i was crying in the theater because who hasn't who hasn't had those broken moments as you get older in life and life kind of hits you and knocks you down to have a a a voice that listens to you but also knows how to speak to you to bring you out of it that is why yeah. John, yeah. The first five minutes of this movie. Yeah. The first five minutes of this movie, I was already moved mm-hmm. on the verge of tears yeah. in the first five minutes of this movie because of what you just said about right. you know life it. is not perfect. You know we get mm-hmm. we get you know uh, a deck of cards and we're dealt them. We just got to play them. But yeah. but the other thing is that for Tom Hanks to effectively play and humanize a character like Mister Rogers, you're you're talking about an actor who was also overlooked for an, an Oscar nomination for supporting for playing Walt Disney in Saving Mister Banks. Oh yeah, okay. Right, I fair. thought he was, and that came out I think the same year mm. as uh, Captain Phillips. I think okay. it was. 13? Anyway. You would know. Uh, I so, would know. so wait, who is number... You, we've talked about Pitt and Pacino. Okay, my list, I got Pitt. Who's your number four? Pitt, Pacino, Tom Hanks. Number four on my list is Anthony Hopkins. Okay. Ooh, As a po- a, a, a Pope Benedict and two popes. I haven't seen this yet. I Neither want to see this so bad. When was the last time Oscar winner Anthony Hopkins gave an Oscar-worthy performance. Oh, good question. Okay, you can look I'm going to take, take a look. You I'll t- tell you, maybe it was for Hitchcock when he played Alfred Hitchcock. He was good in that which movie. Which came out, I think, mm-hmm. 2012. Yep. He was very, very good in that. He has three other Oscar nominations for Remains of the Day, Nixon, and Amistad. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the movie is. I will always see him for his Oscar-winning performance as Hannibal Lecter in 1991's <laughs> The Silence of the Lambs. But the movie is so great, so well-written, and Hopkins has great chemistry with Jonathan Price in this film. Mm-hmm. Is is Anthony Hopkins on your list, Mighty Jeff Snyder? No, and I and I he's not. Well, I haven't seen the film yet. Oh, but, I haven't seen the two popes. Okay. Um, well, it's going to stream on Netflix. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so, mean, I, it's like I don't know. That depends a lot on whether I think Jonathan Price is going to get in. You know, I don't. Like, know, I don't think so. No, no. Because I, I don't. You think you think that best actor is just too competitive? I so think it, best actor is too. I think John Price, Jonathan Price is worthy. But I think that that's mm. who they're going to be looking to honor first and foremost over Hopkins. So really? while, while I have him on the honorable mention list, uh, uh, I, I don't think he's going to ultimately crack the field. I also think that we're talking about you know Pitt, Pacino, Hanks, Anthony Hopkins again. 
This is a very white lineup. I think that mm. someone is going to get in who's not a, a white guy. Well, well, might be my number five. Well, 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 we can't. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, my, I think it's my number five too. Okay, well, we'll who's see. your number five? No, wait, we have to. Is, are we done talking about Anthony Hopkins? Uh, we, we, neither of us have seen it, so what can we say? Yeah, okay, fair All enough. Right, yeah. All right, I, What's your I, number four? I thought the movie was very, very strong. I saw mm-hmm. it at Telluride. I saw it again at the AFI film premiere. And uh, the interesting thing is the movie played a lot better at Telluride. When I was at the AFI, mm. I mean, this was the premiere, and, and I felt like some of the jokes were going past people. The, the response was courteous but not are jews gonna like this movie man so let's wow. just put, let's uh, just put it out as there. a jew <laughs> i'd like this movie okay the movie's about about the friendship it doesn't get too caught up in because like, i hear the word pope and i just don't care i didn't watch the jude Law hbo series the young pope but, i'm not gonna watch the new pope with malkovich but like, the themes of this movie are universal regardless of your religion mm. the chemistry in this movie between jonathan price and and uh, anthony hopkins it is very deep and moving and genuine and they're they're great together the the uh, the movie was very enlightening in terms of the papacy and the uh, and and the Vatican and all that stuff. I, I thought I thought it was a very very good okay. film, and I think that the strength of this movie. I will have be to ask. I, I do think that there will be people who are like, eh, Pope Snick. Uh, I, I don't agree. It. I. I I warmed up to the film regardless of okay. what the subject matter was. I also think it doesn't matter because, like, what's the best? Like, with the best superhero films, it's irrelevant that they're superheroes. They're human stories. Mm. That's what you co- get, like, get attracted to. So, yes, they're popes, but they're still human beings dealing with this idea of, like, ha- handing Only over. Only John Rocco this- would compare you- Marvel <laughs> superheroes saying, to the Pope. There's, there's <laughs> mass. They're, they're, you're putting on a costume. You're supposed to be the symbol of this heroic thing in the, in the Christian church. So you're like, okay, well, what is the humanity? of it and you and who doesn't deal with transition or how many people out there have handed off their jobs off to someone else and what's that transition like so there's things you can connect to that are universal in the experience and yes they're popes but it's more of a human story there's been a lot of controversy though about uh the two popes and whether these two popes were actually friends and had this kind of relationship do you think that that will affect the film come awards season including these performances after all the mudslinging that went on last year with green book (laughs) you know for the way that movie played with the facts and that movie still won Best Picture, by the way. I uh, I don't think it's those it's facts out are, of the are realm. those facts are definitely still in dispute. I don't understand. Like played with the what are the facts? This, the family didn't necessarily Look, know whether they were friends is, or not. I just want to see a good, my feeling is I just want to see a good movie. If I want to see a documentary, yeah. I'll watch a documentary. I just want to see a good movie. Right. If a movie is based on a true story, it is inspired by actual events. Look at Braveheart. Braveheart which is, this is. is incredibly incorrect on so many levels, yet it won Best Picture. You know, it I, happens it's okay. all the time. I, I mean, you know, this is from, I remember when A Beautiful Mind got, yeah, uh, got, got a ton of, ton of stuff. I remember when, when The Hurricane, starring Denzel Washington oh, yeah. 20 years ago, that got a lot. That actually derailed that film because people pointed out the, inaccu- the inaccuracies of that movie. But you know what? I just want to see a good movie. I if it doesn't as long as it's not ridiculously uh untrue and they make it look like it's true i just want to see a good movie and i think two popes is a good film if it plays with the facts if it bends the truth i'm okay with that it's a good movie do you think it's better on screen or better on uh streaming i think any movie is better on screen. (laughs) i I think it's a movie though that won't be hurt with it by watching in your living room yeah yeah. Yeah. all right we can move on to number five who do you have john i have uh, wesley snipes and dolomite is my name wow all right yeah all right and i'm telling you right now if you haven't seen dolomite is my name and you're watching this show 
please go on to Netflix and watch this thing. Not yeah. only will you enjoy the renaissance of Eddie Murphy again coming back on screen and really doing an incredible, soulful, heartfelt performance, performance as Rudy of his career, I think. possibly yeah, quite. I although I will take the first hour what? of Dreamgirls and put it up against anything he's ever done. He was incredible in Dreamgirls. Alan Supporting. Arkin stole that Oscar from him. Uh, but I would say, in, and so did Norbit for God's sake. But I say Dolomite. But Wesley, Wesley is the people is the person you want to be talking about. Surprisingly, coming out of film. It's a character he's never, ever played. You've never seen this color on Wesley. He steals every scene from a veteran comedy performer like Eddie Murphy that he is in. And he is funny. He is. Uh, he, you can tell he's a desperate actor. You can sense what he wants to accomplish. And also the lines they give him are just great. And he plays him so, so well. And Wesley deserves more recognition. Because this is an actor that people forgot about that has carried numerous films and was incredible in them and had a heyday and I think no, he has never received the kind of love that he deserves. And look, I, a big shout out to Wesley Snipes. Everybody points to the original X-Men that came out in 2000 as the first like movie that yeah. launched the yes, oh. superhero movement. Sorry, but that actually happened in 1998 yep. with Blade. Mm-hmm. Blade was the true launch of the modern you know, superhero movie thing that we've been that's been going strong now for 21 years. Yep. But I agree, Wesley Snipes is terrific in this movie, and I think that Eddie Murphy gives the performance of his career mm-hmm. as Rudy Ray Moore in Dolmite Is My Name, and it's a fantastic movie. If you have not seen it, it is on Netflix. You can watch it whenever you want. <laughs> if it's still in theaters, do that because I will always see a movie on the big screen over Absolutely. over TV. But he was not on my list. Uh, he he should be. Who's your number five, Jeff? Another movie that I have not seen yet, just got a good feeling, uh, former Oscar winner, Jamie Foxx, for, okay. Jeff, for Just well, Mercy. Right. I mean, he, he's... <laughs> this came out and this came out and left, right? Did this come out and go? No, no, it's not out yet. It's not out yet, okay. Because the trailer was like six months ago. Well, it played at Toronto, and it's it's... It, it opens at the end of December in select cities and it opens wide in January. It's okay. a Warner Brothers movie. So, okay, why do you think he's going to get nominated? Man, because of the trailer? Very dismissive. <laughs> because of the trailer. Uh, no, reading, reading, through the, like, reading between the lines of these reviews, it sounds like Jamie Foxx is the standout performance in Just Mercy. Uh, I think that the film has been touching a chord with like regular people, kind of like a movie called Green Book. I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, well, yeah. that movie won Best Picture. <laughs> and and, and Herschel won Best Supporting Actor. So I just think uh, the Academy does respect G- Jamie Foxx, particularly when he does you know, like tackle serious uh, stuff like this. Um, it's an important issue. It's an issue movie. I think uh, he, he will have enough to get in this year. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's the thing. Did you see Just Mercy? I have not. No. I okay. Seen so yet. I saw Just Mercy and I think it's a, I think it's a good film. I think it's a solid film. I think it's a strong film. Uh, it, it didn't rock my world. It, it was told very conventionally, which has not hurt movies mm-hmm. in the past, especially ones that win Academy Awards like Green Book. But, uh, and I think that Jamie Foxx is terrific in the film. He has a very strong chance to get nominated. There's nothing wrong with the movie. It just didn't rock. It just didn't knock my socks off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after it's funny because you haven't seen the film and you convinced me why he should be on the list because he is on my <laughs> he is on my honorable mention. I mean, if, list. if everybody agrees that this is kind of like a B plus movie, it's a B plus movie. All right, it's a B plus movie. Like that, that's enough to get someone a nomination. Yes, when it is. People no, are, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. It's a strong year for best supporting actors. Well, it's a strong I, year. I don't think it is. Okay, really? so my number yeah. five on my list. Okay, I'm actually changing my mind. 
wow. as we speak. Okay. I am changing my mind. Who okay. I just want to give a big shout out to our to our crack collider production team mm-hmm. for pulling images ahead of time based on our picks. But I'm not going to pick this guy, so sorry. Wait, you're pulling. Sorry, Adam, I love your pieces. I'm not trying to make your life miserable. I want to know who the original pick was. My original pick. No, no. I'm not going to tell you my original pick, Snyder. (laughs) Don't look. look. I could could tell you, but I'll let Scott do it. I'll I'll do do the reveal. I'll do the reveal. I'll do the reveal. But before I reveal who was on my list that I'm not going with, I'm going to pick an actor that I think just really gives a superb performance in a film that is very, very, very personal and must have been very, very hard for oh, him to exercise his demons. Yeah. Who am I going Shia with? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf and Honey yeah. Boy. Oh, I didn't Shia, see that. Shia, Shia LaBeouf was at the top of my honorable mention. Plus, he, he was my sixth. Shia LaBeouf. First of all, he's having an incredible year because Peanut Butter Falcon, yeah. as of now, as of this taping, is the highest grossing independent movie of yep. the year with $20 million. Yes. That could be passed uh, by, by Parasite. Um, but... Child Bus performance, he's basically playing his father in Honey Boy, a screenplay that he wrote. Right, which while he will was, go a uh, long way, I think. He, yeah, and just all the performances that you've seen of Shia in the past, whether it's the Transformers movies or uh, uh, it, it just, this is a tour de force performance. I mean, listen, I have two long shots on my list between Pesci and Jamie Foxx. I don't think either of them are guaranteed a nomination. Mm. I could very easily see a scenario where Shia gets in. Shia, Shia is back. On, Shia is all my, he is my number five. Taking the okay. place, I, in, in, no disrespect to this actor at all, because this actor is on an incredible role. Mm-hmm. And if this actor does get nominated for his performance in this movie, it will be the third year in a row that he got nominated after the Florida Project mm-hmm. and uh, uh, at Eternity's Gate, Willem Dafoe for The Lighthouse. Yeah. But I think that... I think that Honey Boy is a more accessible film. It is yeah. a movie about the business, about surviving the business. And again, because of just the big risk, the big soul-bearing performance that Shy gives, playing a character that is very, very close to him, I think that this movie will resonate on, a, on those levels. Who's your number five? Uh, I already, he, he, he said, did it. Uh, Dolomite. Oh, Dolomite. Dolomite. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who's your well, number five? I, I, it was Jamie Foxx. Okay, all right. So, so we, we've all done our, our fives. Um, yep. Okay, real fast, our honorable mentions. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. So I had Willem Dafoe on honorable mentions. Okay. I think The Lighthouse is, it was not a movie that was for me. I don't think it's going to be for Oscar voters either. Mm-hmm. But he, I, I cannot deny that he was incredible. Yeah, in yeah well, they both were. Yeah. Um, Rob Pattinson was great, too. Uh, uh, the, the Father in Parasite. Uh, oh, oh, okay. That's uh, yeah. uh, Song Kang-ho. Song right, Kang-ho. Yes, yeah, he was number two um, on my honorable mentions list. Yeah, uh, you know, there could be some real support, like some real passion behind that one. Uh, Sterling K. Brown, I think, is going yep. to be in the conversation for, for Waves. Waves. Yep. Um, Alan Alta for Marriage Story. Yeah, for Marriage Story. Less so. Seeing that Friday. Um, Yeah, it's great. The one, if I had to like really advocate for for voters to go look at uh, a performance from earlier in the year that I'm sure no one is talking about, I really was impressed with uh, Anupam Kerr uh, in Hotel Mumbai. The Indian, oh my the, gosh, the legendary absolutely. Indian actor. I really, yeah. I really think that he was excellent in that film. Okay. All right, so our list. We got, we got an hour of this down here before we like. Any go other into like, honorable mentions though? Uh, before uh, we do, I have uh, I, all the honorable mentions I had on my list were talked about. Okay, except, okay. except for John Lithgow and Bombshell, but that's nah, not happening. That's not happening. I would throw uh, two out there. I think Tracy Letts is a possibility for Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. I thought about him yeah. too because he's yeah. really yeah, good. He's and normally, I wouldn't because you know he's cantankerous most of the movie. But that scene in the car, and I'm not going to ruin it. But there's a scene in the car after he takes a ride in the car when they stop. That 
is a possible Oscar-winning scene. No, no. My Oscar-winning scene for Tracy Letts and Ford versus Ferrari yeah. is when he tells Carol uh, Shelby, go to war. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. a great that's moment as well. He is that's, really good in that movie. He is great in that movie. And I just want to say this about Ford versus Ferrari. First of all, it's a, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. And, and after it made more than $30 million at the box office on its opening weekend, exceeding expectations. And the movie got, I think it's like 92 or 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Almost doubling. And, yeah, almost doubling the expectations. expectations. Yeah. I think that this movie has a real shot, not just at, at getting nominated for Best Picture. I think that's a given. And I do think that's a given. But I think that as a, it has a shot at even winning because it is a – Big, grand Hollywood studio film that is not a superhero movie, not a Star Wars movie, not a prequel, not a sequel, not a reboot. Based on a true story, it is one of the very last movies produced by 20th Century Fox before it got bought mm-hmm. out by mm-hmm. Disney. To go out with a bang and to give say, hey, give, give that film and this, this once great studio its last Best Picture Oscar, mm-hmm. I think would – would, would be great. That's a great narrative. Yeah. I don't think it's going to I can add to your narrative and say also this is a way for voters to kind of move out of the more controversial ones. There's been pushback on Jojo Rabbit from uh, prominent members of the Jewish community. There have been pushback on Joker, certainly from a lot of people in the mental health community and people uh, who don't like the portrayal of this villain in a certain way. The incel word has been used. So – where else do you go? A rousing picture yep. about Americans coming together. A feel good about Americans to underdog. To, yeah, underdog to do, to go against this like arrogant, condescending Italian Ferrari yeah, team. Yeah. There's that kind of vibe to it that feels old school. I know you went. We're living in the past, but past sometimes can be the present. Wait a can minute. be the future. No. This the, feels the, like the other thing about Four vs. Ferrari is this: yeah, the way yeah. that James Mangold directed that movie. Yeah. By the way, James Mangold that he could do a movie like Walk the Line, Three Ten to Human, Logan. Yeah. you know, touch all these different genres and be great at. You know, here's a film that depicts the Americans as the underdogs in the 60s. This movie, Ford versus Ferrari, it's the right stuff on wheels. Yeah. That's what this movie is. Jeff. People can't seem to do math, okay? (laughs) Simple math dictates that, like, almost none of these movies can win. You have – it's the same – sub. they all appeal to the same subset of voter. Mm -hmm. Older white guys, Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman. Friggin' Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, it's all for the same guy just in the like, academy. Just like, wait, just like this panel. Bunch of old and white so, guys. No, I'm not white. <laughs> Once again, yeah, I'm not white. What? <laughs> Full-blooded Latinos, okay, for God's right, sake. Right, the right. point <laughs> is that you can't, like, it's just not, it's, it's not going to happen. It's, you're going to have some voting for this movie and some voting for this movie and some voting for this movie, and everyone else is going to rally behind one or two other movies. It's going to lift them up, I'm telling you. So why can't right. for Ferrari fill that role? It's a safe choice like it's, Green Book it's not, it's uh, not because women aren't going to vote for it people Green call it it's a bunch Green of white guys there's just Green you have to give the academy credit wait, for its diversity wait, yeah, it's, initiative it's yeah. not a bunch yeah of course absolutely but, but people, it's going Ford, to change things Ford versus Ferrari is winning people over people yeah. are saying, seeing the movie and they're going wow this movie is really really good and it's a true story it's, and, and it's it's not it, 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 it's a, again it's a it's a most of the effects the car driving scenes you don't know, need to know anything about auto racing to love this movie but the auto racing scenes are visceral mm-hmm. at the performances Matt Damon especially Christian Bale you Tracy Letts Miracle won people over okay no one no one is like voting for Miracle? It. yes from the 2004? hockey movie yeah 
Jesus. Are you making that my, comparison? That, oh, like, that's not even Jeff, close you're to your what you're, you're, you're out of your mind. talking about. Ford versus Ferrari is not winning Best Picture. I don't care how many people are winning. I think it has a real good shot, and it's a deserving film. Yeah, it's a car movie. I think it's either Irishman or Ford versus Ferrari. That's what I it's not just a fun car look movie. At There's Irishman, more to it. look at uh, you know any one of these movies could be contenders. Irishman, uh, Ford, Ferrari, mm. Jojo we Rabbit, Marriage Story, <laughs> and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We got to get to our can five. I, can I, five, five throw, wait, can I throw one snub? One Go more, ahead. One last snub because we yes. got sidetracked. Jonathan Majors and Last Black Man in San Francisco. And that's another one that nobody's talking about. It came out earlier this year. That film is absolutely incredible. Yep. I said it over and over again. It is my favorite independent film of the last ten years. There's something beautiful and elegaic about that film. And what Jonathan Majors does with his character in the film of Montgomery Allen is give it heart and okay, soul. That's best actor. It, that's okay, the best right, supporting okay. actor. No, okay. best supporting actor. Okay, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Fails is best actor. Be right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what he does, Jonathan Thomas is an actor you need to be watching. Jonathan Majors. He's, Jonathan Majors, sorry, because he's got so much. Jonathan Thomas. Jonathan Majors, because he has so much coming up. And this guy's an incredible actor. You haven't seen him in Hostels. He's great in that as well. So, okay, let's narrow it down our top And Robert here. Downey Jr., we love you 3,000. Yeah, we you're, love not, you're not getting in this year. All right, all right. So Brad Pitt is on our list. All right. Yes. Al Pacino was on our list. Yes. Tom Hanks. Yes. On our list. Anthony Hopkins? I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. It's tough for me to put him on sight unseen. I just... All right. I wouldn't be surprised, though. Well, the fell? I'd be more comfortable putting Shia on All the right. list. Shia? No, I would be more comfortable with Hopkins. That feels more right. Okay. Well, well what about Hopkins and Shia for four and five? Uh, I'm down with that. So that would cast away Jamie Foxx, Wesley Snipes. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Yeah, Taika. Yeah, Taika you guys don't believe Taika Waititi. Yeah. So I, mean, I, gonna... I think he should okay. because of everything we talked about. But I are, just think... are we downplaying um, Sung Kang Ho a little too much? I, could he get in? I thought that was a great choice. Yep. Uh, I think he should be nom, but I don't think enough people will see it to nominate. I don't know. I think people enough people will see, especially you Academy think? voters. Okay. And what about Sterling K. Brown? Because he's the other one that has a lot Waves, of buzz at yeah. the moment. Waves, I, I, I think uh, they, they should just have the A24 awards because all of their movies yeah. are great, but, yeah. but they all uh, 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 are uh, a little too niche to be embraced by right, So is it, is, it Ho- is it Hopkins and Shire? Are we forgetting about Joe Pesci? Wait, but you think Did, Parasite would be nominated uh, by ma- embraced by the masses but not an A24 film? No, no, no. No, I, I think that 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 I mean, at twenty four. Look, mm-hmm. the farewell was the second highest grossing yeah. movie of the year, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, independent movie of the year. Right. That was an a twenty four film. Yeah. I just think that there's something about a movie like Waves where it just sort of has an uphill battle to really break. That's yeah. I, I don't necessarily think that Ed Sterling will get in, but okay. But you know, I'm actually down with Jamie Fox getting in because you really do. And again, this the. You're really good at this because you didn't even see the movie. You brought up very, very good points, mm. and he is very good in the film. So, and you didn't see the movie either, right? I have not seen it. So we have Hopkins, Shia, Fox. What about Joe Pesci? Because I feel like no, Joe, Joe Pesci was no. my number two. I don't, you don't think, think he's no. getting in. I don't, I don't think they'll nominate. I don't think he's getting because in. they've always they almost always forget Joe. All right, I always forget him. I don't I know that they go. forget him on this one, but all right. Mm. What about Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf. I'm I'm comfortable with Shia. All right, Shia, 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 Shia and Fox. No Shia, Shia and Fox. Let's just call it right there. Okay, that's it right there. I should fight number harder one. for Wesley, but I know you guys won't put no, him. Number right. one is cool. Brad Pitt. Okay. Number two is Al Pacino. Number three is Tom Hanks. Number four is Shia LaBeouf. Number five is Jamie Fox. Okay. That's our five. Right. I'll live with that. That is our five. Johnny Roca. Thank you. The Invincible. Johnny Roper. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming for joining in, us. Thanks you very much. I hope I've, you know, FYC. These are big shoes to fill with Perry, so I thank you for letting me have the opportunity. A- absolutely, our pleasure. So, once again, we want to thank our sponsor, Arc Light Cinemas. I got to tell you guys that 
that the Arclight Cinema in Hollywood, mm. okay, so first I'm there for screenings. I'm there for a bunch of other things. I'm there just to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. The Arclight Cinema in Hollywood is my happy place. I just get so happy when I park my car and I walk around and go into the front and you're walking into the big lobby with the big clock and all the movies. When are you I, not happy, Scott Mance? <laughs> oh, trust me. I've seen Scott Mance not happy. But you're right. I think any Arclight Cinema, the Beach City's Arclight Cinema is fantastic as well. Uh, the one in Sherman Oaks is cool to walk into. All the, the Arclight does an incredible job of giving you the full theater experience that you want. And people who go there understand. They're and, not on right. their phones. They're not, they're not texting. They're, they're not, not talking, talking loudly. They respect well, the film. I'm, I'm going back to Boston this weekend for, for Thanksgiving, and they just launched one in Boston. Oh, well, there that's, you go. There All you right. Go. Well, that's why we just want to give another big shout-out to our partners, Arclight Cinemas. Uh, we're going to be screening movies there. In fact, on December 3rd, we're going to have our first Collider FYC screening for Joker with the cinematographer, nice. and we're going to do a Q&A after that movie. So make sure you go on the Arclight website and buy tickets for that film. We also we have the information posted uh, or we will on collider for yes i'm gonna uh, have that up asap i'm on that asap he's on that so once again big thanks to our partners at arclight cinemas and once again we just want to say how important it is for everyone to like and share and retweet the post for this episode and every episode of collider for your consideration you know we love doing the show we want to keep doing it but we want to get the word out you don't need to be a die-hard oscar fiend to love what we're talking about on collider fyc and we just want to make sure everybody watches our show and listens to our podcast on itunes please write a review for that so we can get that up on the board there i don't even know if that board still exists but whatever <laughs> but make sure you please come back next time for uh, another great episode of collider fyc and until next time fyc see you later I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's Power Cash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.